And now, story time with Mr. Black. You know, ladies and gentlemen, we are living in perilous times. People are struggling. As a matter of fact, May is National Mental Health Awareness Month. And you know, we all know people who are struggling. I'm struggling. We all struggle at times. Things are getting dark. Some of us believe we've lost our country. Some of us have never recovered from COVID. Some of us lost jobs or businesses or homes. Prices are up. Hope is down. And I want to encourage you today that there's something we can all do. We might not be doctors. We might not all be psychologists. But we can be part of the prescription. Something we can all do is bring some hope to the hopeless. Bring some hope to the downtrodden. Bring some hope to the lonely and the forgotten. And if not you, then who? And if not now, then when? Because planes crash and people die. It's a fact of life. There were two men, both seriously ill, who shared the same hospital room. One man had his bed next to the room's only window. The man was also allowed to sit up in his bed for an hour each afternoon to help him drain fluids from his lungs. The other man wasn't so lucky. He had to spend all his time lying flat on his back and was situated on the other side of the room, away from the window. There's no way he could even glance out it or through it. The two roommates quickly bonded and started talking for hours on end. They talked about their, their past they talked about their child, their children, their jobs, their, their wives, their lives. And one day, the man on the other side of the room away from the window expressed how he envied the man near the window. And from that day on, the man near the window started describing all the things he could see outside the window to his new friend. He would explain in vivid details how the window overlooked a lovely park with a lake, Ducks were playing on the lake while children sailed their model boats. Young lovers walked arm in arm amidst flowers of every color, smells, fragrances on the boats. It was beautiful. There was a fine view of the city skyline. It could be seen in the distance. He would describe the details, the colors, the feelings, the smells, the interactions. It was, it was so vivid that his friend had a clear vision as if he were seeing it himself, like a mirage. The man on the other bed began to live for those one-hour sessions where his friend got to sit up to clean his lungs out. He'd sit up by the window. He'd be elevated. And for that hour, recreate the vision that he was seeing with his own eyes for the man who could not see. He cherished those special times where he could hear and visualize the world outside the hospital room. This one hour of every day would, would broaden his hope and, and briefly his world would come to life, enlivened by all the activity, all the color, all the sensations of the world outside that was shared by the man with the window, with the vision. One fine afternoon, the man by the window described a parade passing by. Although the other man could not hear the band or any of the interactions, he could visualize it as the man by the window vividly described every detail of the celebration. Days and weeks passed by where the man away from the window looked forward to his daily vision sharing of his friend. 
One morning, as normal, a, a nurse arrived to examine the condition of the two patients to check in on them. And sadly, the man by the window had passed in the night. She found the lifeless body of the man by the window. The man had peacefully embraced his death in his sleep, unbeknownst to his roommate. The nurse sadly called the hospital attendants to come in and take the man away. The other man away from the window grieved at the death of his roommate, his friend, his visionary, the one who gave him such hope. But as the days passed by, he started missing the way his roommate described the view out of the window, not just his friend, but those sessions where he got such a beautiful recreation of the picture outside that window. He hadn't realized how he looked forward to that hour of vision daily with his friend, but this moment, it became more real than ever. He might not be able to bring his friend back, but maybe he could get the nurse to move his bed toward the window so he could see for himself the beautiful scenes that were formerly shared by his friend. In hopes of seeing out the window and the beautiful world outside, the other man asked the nurse, Hey, could I move next to the window, move my bed over there, and maybe every once in a while he could lift me up and I could look out the window? The nurse went and got approval, and the nurse happily made the switch and moved the gentleman close to the window, the place his friend had occupied and inspired him from. As soon as the man was comfortable in his new settings, by his window, in his new bed, the man slowly, painfully, couldn't wait anymore. He, he had to prop himself up to take his first look at the world outside. It was like it was pulling him up. The nurse delightfully watched in, in surprise as the man attempted to sit up on the bed. After weeks, he hadn't been able to move and get up. Now he's getting up on his own to, to see out the window. But as he strained to slowly turn to look out the window besides him, he froze. He was stunned. He was looking at a blank wall outside the window, speechless, bothered, and now a little bit of anger. He couldn't process what was going on. After a few minutes of disbelief, the agitated man asked the nurse, what could have made his roommate lie to him, to mislead him? about what he was seeing outside the window, all that time he spent lying to me, just making up stories. There's nothing to see from here. Where are all the wonderful things that he saw? He described everything so vividly. Is this a new and recent wall? Why did he give me such vivid details that don't exist, he asked. With that, the nurse shook her head, not sure, and answered his question. Perhaps? He just wanted to encourage you and make you happy. You see, sir, your roommate was blind. See, helpless and hopeless means my world is bad today and tomorrow will be no better. See, it's a rear focus where hope is a forward focus. That's why we're to have a vision. Without a vision, people perish. And the prescription that's needed is not more laws, it's not different elected officials. The prescription that's needed is for leaders, for us to be hope peddlers. Without a vision, people perish. But with a vision, 
people will act different. That's the key. And as a leader, our number one commodity is hope. Go out there and peddle some hope. Because when you live your life like it matters, it does. You have been listening to Mr. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.